Welcome to Invitations to Play, Learn, Grow, the podcast. I am your creative solutions creator and professional mess maker. September has arrived. I don't know if you can feel the shift where you're listening to this from, but I definitely have felt the change in the air in the last two or three days. Um, We definitely are in for some welcomed changes. I loved this summer. The weather was great. I got to experience some things that I had never experienced before. I got to spend a lot of time in nature. And I hope you and the kids in your life got to get out this summer and experience some exploration and adventure as well. As we go into the new school year, I want to invite you to join me each and every week as we dive into a new topic, we practice some new skills, and we share activity ideas to bring all of this together. I'm going to touch on some favorite topics that I love to dive into this time of year. I love fall. It offers a definite perspective change and it sets you on a path of new beginnings. So you definitely get to observe that one season, the summer, is ending and we're going into a new phase, which is fitting for the beginning of a school year. We are leaving summer behind us, which usually is marked by lazy days and lots of time outside and creating new things. We talked about planting gardens this summer and we watched insects and animals go about their daily lives and their natural evolution process. I got to observe and share with you experiences with butterflies and bees. But now as we go into the fall, we're going to watch new things emerge. We're going to watch animals go into a slower mode. We're going to watch animals around us prepare for the winter and nature get ready for the colder weather and go through its own different life cycles. And this will present to us many different opportunities to get out and learn new things and have new experiences and make new observations. So I hope that you got the kids excited to 
explore the outdoors. Maybe you got them to do some gardening or some tending to flowers or plants or trees or something in nature. Perhaps you got them excited about learning about the different animals that you haven't in the past taken the opportunity to observe. All of these things are very, very exciting because they give us the opportunity to think about things that we don't usually think about. And so as we start a new school year this week, I want to invite you to engage some different learning and skill building opportunities. I am also, later in this episode, going to give you a challenge of sorts that will get the creative juices flowing and will hope to tie together learning and skill building and exploration as well as the changes that I just talked about. And so I want to start this episode or maybe continue this episode with a question. And the question is one that I hope to ask over and over as we go into the new school season. And it's this. What can we learn with play? And what can we learn with exploration? I want this school season, this learning season, to be centered around getting engaged in learning experiences. And we can do that by incorporating a few of my favorite things. And I'm going to talk about each one individually, but I want to tell you what they are up front. One is loose parts. Another is invitations. And a third is long-term projects. All of these are things that can excite kids for learning opportunities. So let's start with loose parts. Loose parts is something that I'm going to be diving into with some of the virtual experiences I'm going to offer this school year. I'm going to do a virtual event each and every week called Loose Parts Live Lessons, where I'm going to offer a loose part each week, and we're going to explore it. We're going to exchange ideas on how we can use a specific loose part. And I'm going to give you an example, actually. One of the loose parts that we are going to talk about is rocks. Rocks come in many different shapes, sizes, colors, textures, and types. 
And you can do a lot of fun things with rocks. You can learn a lot of fun things with rocks. You can learn information about the earth with rocks. You can study the different layers of the earth itself through rock because the earth has rock layers. One of the types of rocks that people love to find in the area where I'm from is a rock called a Petoskey stone. One of the things I also learned this summer is that you can, on the beaches around where I'm from, you can find little pieces of granite. Um, Most common is a pink granite, which I just thought when I was younger were these odd-looking speckled stones and then I had someone point out to me that it's actually little chunks of granite. So what can you do with rocks? One of the things that became a competitive challenge I think over the last year, might have been last year, um, so two years ago, is stone stacking, where you see people engage their concentration and their eye-hand coordination and use stones to create these really cool structures. So you can explore construction with rocks, which as I've talked about before, construction is a fun, hands-on, fully engaged experience that can help kids practice math and following directions and routines and exploring how things work you can explore foundations of homes with rocks and you can challenge the kids in your life to build a foundation of a structure with rocks and stones so already in this episode we've talked about ways to explore the scientific aspects of rocks. We've talked about math and ways that you can practice math with rocks. We've talked about using concentration and eye-hand coordination and practicing our patience using rocks. So those are just a few of the different learning and skill building aspects that you can tie loose parts to, in this example, rocks. Another fun thing that I discovered during quarantine, COVID, lockdown, whatever you want to call 
these learning from home periods that we've been in the last, goodness, the last few years now is story stones. And this is a really fun one for kids of all ages because you can get as in-depth and detailed or stay as basic as the kids want. So you can go on a scavenger hunt for rocks through your neighborhood at the beach, on a hike through the forest, whatever outdoor space you have available to you. And you can hunt for rocks. Uh, Rocks of different colors, different shapes, different weights, different sizes. And you can turn them into different things. Um, I had seen a scavenger hunt that was done very early on in our phases of lockdown where people were trying to communicate and share uplifting messages and just kind of keep in touch and let kids in their lives have fun. And they used stones or rocks to do it. And they allowed the kids to paint stones or rocks and they would leave them in random places. And then other people would find them and either take pictures of them and share them on social media or they would actually take the stones and leave one of their own in its place. And that became a fun little interactive experience. And groups of people would come together to do this. And then they would give each other clues to guide each other to a location where they could find specific rocks that were decorated in specific ways but so you could use rocks as loose parts that can be turned into a object for play so you could decorate stones tiny tiny little stones to look like peas or maybe long oblong shaped stones to look like carrots or round stones could be painted red to look like tomatoes or strawberries or watermelons I think for a watermelon that would have to be a really big stone you might not want to do that kids won't really be able to pick it up and manipulate it but You could use smaller representations. Maybe you find a flat stone and paint it with a piece of watermelon. You can paint rocks to look like animals. And the kids can create habitats for their stone animals. You can create gardens of stones. Um, We did this as kids. Uh, My grandfather was very into elements of nature and so he used to challenge us when we would go to the beach to collect stones and we would bring them home from our trips and he would display them in this piece of his property under these giant pine trees (coughs) excuse me that are still there to this day 
And believe it or not, all of us kids over years and years actually finally filled the whole space up. And so it's kind of a cool reminder of all of those adventures that we would take to the beach, either finding them in the sand or going out into the lakes to actually go under the water and find them. And it became this really fun challenge. And we would challenge each other to find the most unique rock or the biggest rock or the flattest rock or the most interesting color or, you know, whatever challenge we could come up with. So rocks are just one form of a loose part. The other type of activity that I want to encourage you to rely on this year is a type of an activity that I also have built programs around that are available for you to use at home that engage learning and skill building and subject learning, which is invitations. I've talked a lot over the years and in previous seasons of this podcast about invitations and ways that you can use invitations. And it's fitting that we have stepped into fall now because one of my favorite invitations is, again, something that I grew over the summer, which is gourds and pumpkins. I like to set up invitations for kids to explore the different loose parts of a pumpkin. So the stem and the flesh and the pulp and the seeds. And you can uh, use each of those parts as a further exploration into what makes a pumpkin grow and what is the life cycle of a pumpkin and why are some pumpkins big and why are some pumpkins massive and why are some pumpkins small um where i am from we get to see all of those ranges the really small pie pumpkins or orange pumpkins that are actually technically a class of a gourd up to a jack-o'-lantern pumpkin, which is a standard pumpkin that we all ha- generally have access to. And then we sometimes have those ginormous pumpkins that grow in funky shapes, and they're not really orange. They're kind of like different shades of pale orange, and they're really, really heavy. That can be a really great invitation for kids to explore their similarities and differences, their life cycles, and using math to measure them. They can try to weigh them. They can measure their height and their width. They can explore how the insides of each type of pumpkin are different. Do they all have seeds? Do they all have pulp? Are they all wet and goopy, or are some of them more dry, like a squash? Um, So that is a 
version of an invitation that you can set up that can bring together play, exploration, learning, and skill building all in one activity. Another fun one can be corn. Uh, This year I grew corn stalks and actually got cobs of corn. Now I'm going to use my corn stalks for decoration, but the corn cobs that were grown on those stalks, you could actually use them as a sensory experience. You could let the kids explore the the uh, outer leaves, the husks of, of the corn cob, and the silk, and the actual uh, pieces of corn on the cob itself. And again, you can study the life cycle of corn. What does it start from? What are the life cycles that it goes through? And then what can you do with corn? And a really fun activity is to explore the different types of corn. And then you can allow the kids either to eat corn or you can encourage them to make popcorn. You can do art with unpopped popcorn kernels. Corn comes in many different colors and kinds, and so you could mix them together, and you could even do a study into what makes each color of corn different. Do they taste the same? Are they the same texture? Are they grown the same? Why or why not? So then we have something that I enjoy. That can go hand in hand with invitations. I like to use invitations on a daily basis. So setting out a series of invitations on one day and then putting a different set of invitations out the next day that focuses maybe on a different subject but related to the same topic. But the last type of exploration and learning and skill building that I want to encourage you to set up for the kids in your life is long-term projects. And some of the invitations I gave could be stretched out over a long period of time to be turned into a long-term project. But some of the long-term projects that I have enjoyed doing with kids over the years are things related to construction and transportation and the study of animals. And as we did this summer, you can go back and listen to Ooh, I apologize if we just got a little bit of staticky because the wind picked up. So hopefully that doesn't affect your listening experience. I apologize if it did. But so you can grow plants indoors. You could grow a pumpkin indoors. Or I wouldn't suggest growing quartz indoors 
they get a little out of hand and they require a lot of space. Um, but you could grow things like a tomato plant indoors. You could grow a corn plant indoors. You can grow cucumbers indoors. You can grow herbs indoors. So a long-term project could be perhaps you did grow pumpkins planted in the summer that are going to mature over the fall. And then you harvest those pumpkins and turn them into jack-o'-lanterns. Or you turn them into pumpkin pie. And using these different cycles of the use of a pumpkin and the life of a pumpkin can be turned into a long-term project. Transportation is one that I referenced that I really enjoy. Um, So I'll give you a few more examples as we wrap up this week. What different forms of transportation are there? How are they different? How are they the same? What makes each of them... (coughs) Excuse me. What makes each of them go? What makes a boat float? What makes an airplane fly? What makes a car propel itself forward? What makes a truck different from a car, different from a van? These are all really fun, long-term projects that are invitations that engage loose parts that can be a lot of fun learning and skill building over a longer period of time. And so you can encourage kids to learn about transportation, boats, cars, planes, trains, as a piece of transportation by reading books and doing research and conducting experiments. And then you can encourage them to build their own version. And perhaps they do kid races with them. Or perhaps they build a track and they run mini versions of a specific type of automobile around a track. Another favorite of mine is construction. And it's the last example I'll give for this week's episode. Construction is a wonderful long-term project because you can study construction vehicles, construction materials, and construction process, as well as construction project creation. I've done other podcast episodes on all of these different ideas, but these are great long-term projects. (laughs) Excuse me. Because then kids can appreciate how each aspect supports each other. You can also explore the tools of construction and how each one serves a purpose, which also ties in loose parts and builds skills like listening and teamwork and eye-hand coordination and critical thinking and experimentation. So these are some really fun things that you can set up for kids of all ages from 2 to 22. (laughs) Yes, adults can have fun 
with learning and playing and exploring too. There's no reason why adults can't enjoy the activities that we set out for the kids in our lives. So don't worry. You can get very detailed and technical with things like transportation and construction. And you can instill skills that kids will take throughout their lives as well as if you do an invitation as an adult. You're going to learn something new too. You're going to engage a new set of skills that maybe you didn't have yesterday. Maybe you're going to learn a new technique that you never thought of before because you worked with somebody else and tested out each other's ideas. This is the whole point of this podcast and I am super excited to dive into September with you and dive into the new school year. I hope you will join me here each and every week as we get excited about learning and building skills through exploration and play in many different formats. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week and I can't wait for you to join me as a part of my weekly virtual experiences that you can find at the creativecampusonline.com. I hope you'll meet me back here next week when I'll have another fun learning and skill building topic to dive into together. Have a great week and I'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.